Blog Talk Radio. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. 19. Hit me. 20. Hit me. 21. Hit me. 22. Like my what? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. 
it's, it's kind of like which do you prefer? I kind of miss the days of MySpace because it seemed a little bit more like comfy cozy. You could like it wasn't as cumbersome I think as Facebook. Uh, Snapchat, while I love it, it isn't really. Uh, it's more like texting somebody because that's really the only way you can do it. At least like through MySpace, you can send like messages, do all this different stuff within like this. Your, I, I don't know. I think I liked it more, but I don't know why it died out so badly. I don't. Hmm. We'll have to uh, think about that as I hmm. probably go on my own meandering thoughts about social media, but that's it. <laughs> that was not a two-minute rant, by the way. Squirrel. Oh, uh, but we do have a little bit to cover, and I will actually be the first to admit to you, uh, the listening audience, that normally we have quite a few stories that we have in place for tonight. I don't know if it's because we're entering on the holiday season and folks are trying to be good, um, but I don't really have a lot tonight to share with you, and I don't want this to just be like a 30-minute show, um, which is where it originally kind of probably almost could have went but if you bear with me tonight i actually have a little bit of a game here that uh using a website that i haven't been on in years um it's almost kind of like a did you know but that's if we have time for this tonight uh we will we will play this game i think we probably will hopefully you'll like it but uh anyway uh as i was saying if you're following us on news comment btr of course tonight you can tweet along with us using the hashtag Page1BTR. Even if you're out and about, don't be shy. You can always call in, 563-999-3779. Tell us what you – I'm going to be uh, very careful here. <laughs> you can engage us tonight if you want to call in. Now, when it comes to probably like talking about different topics, we'll tell you if we want to talk about it, but not. But actually, the first one is a sports one. And I've mentioned this throughout the day. And if you have been under a rock, you know that the big thing, and I know for uh, Mary, who is a big fan of NCAA football, and I guess you can tell the folks out there if they don't know who you cheer. Oh, I Michigan, Wolverines, that is my team right there. And it will be for a very long time. I've, I am a fan. <laughs> so she is a fan of Michigan, so don't call in here and, like, talk bad about Michigan because she will probably ask that you get promptly, like, uh, dumped. <laughs> um, I don't know about actually, dumped, but I definitely would say hung up on. Yeah, well, in the radio business, we'll call it dumped. But uh, <laughs> given the, given the that's hook. what we usually pretty much do. Actually, by the way, and I'm not sure if you're aware of it, I know your favorite person, Urban Meyer, uh, who coached at that other school. Uh, what do they call it? The other school to the the school down south. Yeah, the school down south. Even though I don't think well, it's not directly south south, but it is south of Michigan. But anyway, uh, there are reports it could be tonight. Hell for all we know. <laughs> yeah. There are reports tonight that USC will do whatever it takes to land Urban Meyer. Now, this is a guy who's had, like, so many different, like, uh, stages in college football. I thought he was done, but he could be coming back and he could be going to USC because they're pretty much offering to unload the Brinks truck to get him. Oh, uh, so. yeah. I, I've heard a lot of different people be like, hey, he should go back to, or hey, he should finish his career at, or hey, he should. I know he's actually doing color at um, what is it, Big Ten on the Big Ten. Oh, it's on Fox. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. doing color. Well, you know, I don't watch, so that's, I see his face. I turn his down. Um, <laughs> no, I, and as sad as this is, I'm not. I am definitely. This hurts. This hurts deeply. But he actually does a pretty good job. Some of the sayings are a little bit annoying, but he does a good job of explaining it to the people that don't understand. A lot about football. So if you didn't grow up with football, if you didn't, if you're not a big fan of football, if you're first coming to football, especially college football, which is different than NFL, then he does a good job of uh, breaking it down for you. And that hurt. That hurt really bad. 
Is that kind of like a hurt, as in me probably from time to time, saying that Joe Buck is actually kind of good from time to time, just not all the different yeah, times? Yeah, same, same yeah. kind of hurt. Same kind of hurt, yeah. <laughs> you, know what's, you know what's bad. You know that you are uh, not well-received by people when you don't even do a game and people still thought you did and they still get on you. Uh, during the World Series mm-hmm. this year, which congratulations to the Washington Nationals, uh, I think it was game three or game four. Joe Buck did not do because he was slated to do Thursday night football. So he wasn't even doing the uh, – no, I'm sorry, not the World Series, but it was an ALCS or something like that. He was slated to do the ALCS. Didn't do the game. People still thought it was him. And we're on Twitter just ragging on him. <laughs> like Joe uh-huh. Buck's not even doing the game if people were watching at home. But, yes, I don't know what they were watching, but – yeah. Anyway, I digress. Uh, speaking of NCAA athletes, the huge thing this week uh, is about, of course, NCAA athletes being able to make some money off of their likeness. Uh, you say, LeVar, this is a sports story. Why are we kind of have it on page one? Because, one, we don't have a sports show yet. Uh, two, it's a pretty big story because the repercussions from this were pretty much kind of reverberate, I think, throughout college football and maybe even amateur sports for years to come if things happen the way it happens. But, of course, there's one person who doesn't really want to see it happen. Uh, According to – man, and this is going to be a rarity too. According to Fox News, (laughs) Representative Anthony Gonzalez, Republican from Ohio, said on Thursday that the NCAA is shifting its stance to allow college athletes to profit on their name and likeness needs to have, quote, guardrails that protect the integrity of the game. Uh, Of course, uh, speaking on Fox, he did say that if this turns into play-to-pay or this turns into a world where the athletes are employees of the university, I think that fundamentally undermines the system. I think that's the wrong direction. And he thinks that there should be a federal law or a national standard so that athletes aren't making decisions on where to go to school based on which state's law they favor the most and that he's working on the legislation with uh, Senator Marco Rubio from Florida and Representative Emmanuel Cleaver from Missouri. And a lot of athletes, uh, especially with the NCAA, this past week on Tuesday, saying that it would permit college athletes to profit from their name, image, and likeness, reversing their long-held opposition to the concept of allowing amateur players to earn income. And the NCAA's Board of Governors told its three athletes athletics divisions to update their bylaws to address the stance on the matter. And, of course, once you hear the NCAA say this, that this is probably going to be something that will take probably a year or two before this even happens. Hopefully it also means the return to NCAA football on PlayStation, but that's another story for a different day. But my question to you tonight, because this now, I don't know why this, I'm a little bit on the fence about this. Uh, I mean, I understand and I get where people are coming from on this, but I would think, and plus, before you say, LeVar, the NCAA is a billion-dollar business, I know. Um, But at the same time, I get the likeness thing because that's your name and that's them that are, you know, pushing that out there, but I think it's kind of like a choice if you're going to school to get some type of, uh, name recognition, especially if not everybody's going to be a professional athlete. Not everybody's going to go on to play in professional leagues, but a lot of athletes pretty much go to school for that reason. They go to the big schools. They go to the Michigans. They go to the USC's. They go to the Notre Dames so that they could be playing on Sunday or wherever. And meanwhile, you're getting room and board, and other things. Uh, and I know that they want to hold on to that getting their share of the pie, but in a way, are they asking for too much? Or do you think there should be some type of uh, payment for use of their likeness? I, I think there should be. Okay. I'm kind of like you. There's there is very fine edge that we're walking on um, with the NCAA because you're also dealing with 
it's supposed to be about college and education and preparing you for your future. Now, mm-hmm. the argument will come down to some of them are preparing for their future. Some of them are going to be playing professional football or they'll be playing professional whatever sport they're in. And because they're going to be, that is the, that is them preparing for it. Um, I've always been the proponent of they should get some kind of stipend for that so that they're, because they're already getting, let's just, let's call apples what they are. They're apples. You know, they're getting, they're getting other things. They may not be getting specifically cash payment, but boosters were always over there. They were like, hey, you can always borrow my car anytime you want. It's a Ferrari Tuscarossi. Yeah, of course they can afford it. You come to Ohio State. Um, I, I doubt that's what they have, but you, you know, you know where I'm going with this. You want a Bentley? Come down to Florida State. We'll make you a Seminole. It is what it is. It's always been that way. I don't know if this is going to make it better or worse, and that's where I'm having the iffy, like the the um, the hesitation. I do think that they should get some kind of you know, there should be some kind of um, reciprocal like. Uh, you, not reciprocal, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm brain is not working. But it, they should get some compensation for being able to use their name and their likeness to forward their school. But that compensation should come from the school, not from me. Unfortunately for me, when I go out to a game, I'm paying for the ticket for the game. I'm paying for the boosters to be able to have, put up the flyers and the, and the TV stations and all that other stuff. So, you know, I'm not going to a UNLV where it's only $30 a ticket to go watch, and I'm spitballing. I'm not even sure what the ticket is, but I'm not going to that. I'm going to a Michigan game that's going to cost me $150 a seat up in the North Street because they're playing Ohio State. Gotcha. Well, you know what? We actually do have a caller on the line. I was going to ask if they wanted to kind of like chime in on the first story, so I'm actually going to bring you on if you don't mind. And uh, hello, caller, you there? Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, all right, how are you? What's your name and where are you from? My name is Tianke. I'm calling from the Midwest. Uh-huh. I'm a grand a grand alumni with a grandson who attended LSU. Oh. And, uh, sorry, Michigan. But uh, anyway. Uh, it's all right. Some of us can make mistakes. It's okay. <laughs> Well, he plays baseball for he plays baseball for them too. So, yeah, but anyway, good, good game. Uh, <clears throat> this started in California. Yes, it did. <laughs> yes, and you know, everything unimaginable comes out of this state. <laughs> Amen, brother. Yeah, and I wonder. Will a player be allowed to uh, do images of themselves in a team's uniform? Because if that's the case, then the school should be be getting compensated. So I would say that if they are allowed to do that, they have to be in plain clothes and not in the school's uniform. And then, what the heck, who's want to... Uh, what are you going to associate them with? He just yeah. nobody knows and recognize the name, hardly a few, and it just looked like another athlete. And here's another point: this covers all sports, women's mm-hmm. sports, also. Mm-hmm. All right, but what about women's sports where you have a transgender competing? Now what? Well, I don't <laughs> think it's. Uh more so that. I think it was more so about the athletes themselves getting paid for, you know, actually being a part, you know, like their name and likeness, you know, like with the video games and with, remember back in the day with NCAA football, we all knew, you know, if somebody was put on the cover, you know, Mm -hmm. athletes kind of wanted that residual from that or, you know, from other things that the NCAA does, if they use a likeness of the players, that's where they wanted to get paid from that. I don't think too much it had to do with the sexual orientation of, but I think it was more or less them using or getting their likeness used by the NCAA. Yeah, well, suppose you have a video game under women's volleyball and one of the players is a transgender. Mm-hmm. What, what, what goes on with that? 
Either me. Oh. I think that would end up going. Yeah, that would end up going back to the video game developers and whether or not they want to make sure that you know that they're transgender. Um, the big thing would be prior to this change, you wouldn't be able to use their name or likeness, so you just have to say, you know, like player A. Where now, or the player wouldn't get compensated for their name or likeness, so they would again go back to player A where now they might be able to, and with a transgender playing on, let's say, women's volleyball, um, if allowed, if that changes over, um, and that goes into a video game and they use it, then that person would end up getting compensation. I think that's what they're trying to say, and that's like why I said we're really walking that fine ledge of, that fine edge of whether or not that's it is. appropriate. Yeah, it is a fine edge, and I suppose you have a this person, and in behind him is the rest of the team. What does the rest of the team also comp- uh, get compensation to? Uh, if you see this person running a play, and tackles laying on the ground behind him, are members of the rest of the team. The numbers and everything is clearly visible. So exactly. Yeah, this exactly. isn't it's cut not, and dry. It's not just one individual. It's not like, hey, yeah, you, you've got your breakout star, but I'm sorry, a running back can't play. Um, yeah. You can't play a half of football by yourself. So mm-hmm, yeah, the there. Oh. and by no way is it cut and dry. So there's going to be a lot of, you know, issues that's going to arise, and a lot of aha moments. But I'm, I'm still contending that uh, uh, if they're going to be posed in the team's uniform, where you have yeah. Alabama, mm-hmm. then the, the team is going to want some. Uh, want something out of this also. And I think that's where the NCAA will probably go back to like, hey, we're giving you room and board, so uh, that's your payment right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, another thing, these states, uh, if they're playing a game, well, I don't know how that would work. Would the state charge them uh, taxes on I what they make? What the, yeah, I think that was what the uh, senator was trying to do because some players might go to states where they may not be any taxes and they could be probably coop a little bit more. So they're trying to, you know, like if somebody or if Florida said, hey, come and play here, it's going to be tax-free, <laughs> you know, and then compare it to probably like going to Mississippi State where he's going to get taxed probably like 10%, you know, that could be like a hit on Mississippi State and everybody's going to be going to play to Florida. Not that that's already happening, but – uh, you know they don't want that to happen. So yeah, there's a lot of work that. And not only state tax. What about local tax too? You that know. Too. <laughs> yeah, players play St. Louis Cardinals. They pay a, a earnings tax to the city of St. Louis when they play a game. Mm-hmm. So exactly. it's not cut and dry. And I really don't want to see the federal government have anything to do with this, because if they get involved, then oh baby, look out. <laughs> I was gonna say. All right, fellas. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I know what you're getting ready to say. You're absolutely right, and it, it, it perturbs me because now they're gonna well, they're gonna get their federal dollars anyway. But I hate to see the federal government get involved. Leave that up to the NCAA. They can been handling it pretty well since their conception, and I'm pretty well sure that they can continue doing a good job. Anyway, you guys can take your show back over. <laughs> Thank you so much for calling. Thanks yeah, so much for listening. Good night. Thank you. All righty. All right. So, yeah, there's a lot to be uh, done here uh, in which, uh, you know, we don't know where that's going to go. And uh, it's it's a topic that is going to be talked about quite surely here over the next uh, year or two as the NCAA looks at it. I guess me personally, I think that if it does come to, say, uh, video games or if it comes to like usage on you know different promotional items i do think that athletes probably should get a little bit of something but now you've got to work into just how much and then like you said like our caller wonderfully pointed out if you have somebody and the whole team shows up in the photo how do you compensate for that that it's a lot of different questions going on with that exactly yeah it's going to be it's going to have to be talked through and Unfortunately, that's a deep hole with a lot of what ifs to figure out, you know. Yeah. Just, so, yeah. you know, I did not, you know, and that's that's one thing about sports because it even makes <laughs> the thing here, you know, it makes you kind of think and it makes you kind of talk. Uh, but 
if you are just tuning in, you're listening to page one here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Lavar, that's Mary. Uh, you can follow us, of course, me over at News Comment uh, BTR on Twitter. Mary is over at Lou Eyes Mama. Uh, of course, I always link Mary on there so you can catch us on there. You can also tweet along with us tonight, uh, page one BTR, or if you'd like to talk about different topics that we're discussing tonight, 563-999-3779. Uh, I was mystified this week, but I'm not surprised. Whenever there is an opening to something, uh, people show up and they show out. This week in Arizona, or last week, um, now that the uh, story has kind of gained some steam here, uh, White Castle opened up in Arizona. If you're not familiar with uh, White Castle, us here in the Midwest, and I'm pretty sure our caller, are well aware of White Castle hamburgers. been around for close to 100 years now, pretty close. Uh, Has it really been opened that up, long? Huh? Has it really been that long? Yeah, I think it was 1923, if I'm not mistaken. So I, I'm going to get the uh, correct date of birth, because, of course, we want to be accurate here. But I know White Castle has been around for a long time. By the way, White mm-hmm. Castle, I think, really was the first. I know for years they usually did things for Valentine's Day where you can bring, like, your Valentine. <laughs> you ever <laughs> taken on a date to White Castle? No, no. I've never been on a date to White Castle. I've, a date has taken me to White Castle after the date was over because we were both going to be hurting in the morning. But, no, that was not our date destination. <laughs> uh, well, uh, with that, just one thing to remember. Uh, with the White Castle opening up in Arizona, uh, they actually had quite a few people. And they estimated the wait time to get their famous burgers at about Three and a half hours. This was after it opened up. So imagine people standing in line for about three and a half up to six hours just to get a white castle. Um, And at that point, 500 people were still in line, extended far outside, and White Castle actually had to change their game plan a little bit. Uh, It was supposed to be open for 24 hours. They actually had to shut down at 1 o'clock in the morning restock, get everything back in order, open back up at 5, and then start all over again. And so when I saw this story, uh, my question to uh, – actually, I do have the uh, correct date. I think it was 1921, according to uh, the history of White Castle. So almost 100 years for White Castle. Um, mm-hmm. But my question to you – it's just how long would you wait in line for something? Or would you? Well, first of all, would you? And how long would you actually wait in line? Because I don't know if I could stand in line and I could wait for like three and a half hours. Actually, this is how probably I'm not calling anybody dumb. But if you're living in Arizona, <laughs> wouldn't you drive to Vegas and go to the White Castle there? And if then, you found out it was three and a half hours, depending on how far you were, yeah, why not? Because <laughs> at that time, if you're waiting, if you were waiting up to six hours, you could have drove to Vegas and back probably and got your White Castle. But is there anything and you'd wait in line for? Would machine. you wait that long? Uh, not for White Castle. <laughs> I've had White Castle though. <laughs> So I I wouldn't wait that long for White Castle. Um, uh, and, and we discussed this a little bit, a little bit on our on our side discussions that happen. Um, but for food, absolutely not. There's nothing that I would wait three and a half hours for. Now there's been times when I've had to wait because we've made a reservation and the stinking reservation ended up getting pushed back. But that's that's a different story. We've gotten up and left. Um. But no, I'm not standing in line for food for three and a half hours. Or uh, or so what, material possessions. There's very there's two very specific things, and I'm, I'm only going to name the one. And there's only the one that I'm going to name is a is a ticket to see Hamilton. 
And that was the only reason that I stay. And I did wait in virtual line, but I was also um, actually I think we only ended up waiting about. I want to say it was only about 45 minutes in virtual line, but those are at least for this area because of the um, the short run that it was having, and then the limited amount of seats. There weren't going to be there was going to be a lot of people trying to get in there and get in, and watch the show. Um, it blew up, and that's and that was a, it's a big show. Um, great production, by the way. Anybody that wants to see Hamilton, highly recommend it. Loved it. It was really great, um, but. That was the only thing that I really waited. And that was even even then, that was in virtual line. So I'm laying in my bed just kind of waiting for my little guy on my screen to say, hey, you're at the front of the line. So it wasn't even uncomfortable um, at this point. But, yeah, concert tickets maybe, um, especially for um, if they were like the last run or the last time somebody was going to play or, um, you know, there there's a, a special concert, a ten like ten year, twenty year, thirty year anniversary concert, maybe, definitely. Um, yeah, that's about it, though. <laughs> that's all I waited in line for. I would be intrigued, and I'm going to ask you to probably hold on to that second thought because I'm interested in hearing what you have to say. But we do have another caller on the line, so I'm actually going to bring up Ooh. the caller, and I'm actually going to see if they want Ooh. to chime in on what we're talking about tonight. Uh, hello, caller. Did you want to add something to what's going on here? And what's your name, and where are you from? Yeah, this is Naj. I'm, I'm in Atlanta. Hey, um, oh, hot Atlanta. Yeah. Hey, what's up, man? Uh, nothing much. Nothing much. I, I, before you begin, I know that you guys probably had. Did you guys have like bad weather over the last day or two? Yeah, it's cold not. right now. No, it's cold. Wait a second. Now. What's cold? Let, let's let's back up. What is cold for Atlanta? It's about thirty. Almost forty. Okay. I like that. All right. All right. I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> grab the winter coast. <laughs> What's on your mind? Oh well, I, I just fixed this up real quick. First of all, White Castle is nasty. Just, just for the record, <laughs> just so everybody knows. That's, that's just, that's not really an opinion. That's just a fact. They put onions in the burgers <laughs> off the rip before it even touched the grill. It's nasty. Uh, but the second thing is, like. This is this is like a new thing as far as like fast food and cheap stuff where people line up like that. But mm-hmm. the reason, and you'll be able to see this, you know, you'll be able to kind of congratulate me in a few weeks. But take take it what it is. But uh, you'll see this with fast food restaurants at the grand opening. That first week, they'll have what high standards. Uh, the wait times won't be as bad, and mm-hmm. the food quality will be totally different from what is going to normally be as a regular fast food joint. Because in a couple of weeks, they'll be worried about time uh, with customers and, you know, everything will be soggy and, you know, what we typically get from a fast food place. But that first Correct. week mm-hmm. or first two weeks when they roll out, things will come off of that line fresh and ready and it'll taste like it's supposed to in theory. Mm-hmm. So you got to give people that when it comes to the fast food stuff like this that you're talking about. So I, I've seen this before because I've lived in a few small towns so, you know, where they'll be like, oh, we got a Chick-fil-A, and it'll be like an event for them. So they'll be lying mm-hmm. the hell up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, that first couple of weeks, it's going down. But after that, it's a, it's a problem. You know, it turns into typical fast food, and then you'll never see a line again. But you know that's what? how this works. Man. It's funny that you say that because I agree with that because I, there was a barbecue joint that opened up here outside of Chicago, and everybody was all excited. It, when they opened up, great food. After about probably three or four months after all the hoopla died down, when you went back in there, smaller portions, and it was like a lot more fat on the ribs. It wasn't like the nice meaty ribs that you had before. (laughs) Right afterwards, when all the hoopla dies down, that's when it goes to crap. Yep. (laughs) Yep. So what you're saying is wait two weeks, people. Wait two oh, yeah. weeks when they've got it dialed in and they actually give you what they're going to give you and not what they say they're going to give you. Mm-hmm. It'll be back. <laughs> interesting. always hearing from other people because I've never – I've been meaning to get to Atlanta. I've, I've never been to Atlanta. Now, I guess for if – I'm, if I'm going to be going to visit there and I needed to get, like, the best, like, burgers or food in Atlanta, where could I go? Uh, well, burgers probably the Vortex. It's a really good place for burgers. You'll like them. Uh, I guess another good place to, to try 
Flying Biscuit. Uh, it's breakfast. They close pretty early, but it's like breakfast, brunch, and, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, it's really, really good. So try those two out. Don't listen to people telling you to go to the Varsity or Waffle House. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, no. you know They're what? both I, terrible. I've heard about the Varsity. I was always going to say the Varsity, and I was like, oh, now you just, oh. <laughs> oh, it's bad. It's really bad. Is really don't bad. go to diversity. Gotcha. That's that's a good travel tip to know. Well, no, I you you are correct though. I I agree a hundred percent about new places and yeah, for you folks out there, Zelda. Yeah, just wait until a couple of weeks from now. It's it's gonna be different. I guarantee you. Oh, absolutely. Hey, now before I go, I wanted to ask you. So, what were you talking about with the college kid thing? We were that talking one. about the latest uh, NCAA with them allowing students to profit off of the use of their likeness because it's pretty much been a hot topic here I know for years and it seems to finally be picking up some steam but there's a senator that kind of wants to put like some parameters around that because he fears that with students being able to make money off their likeness and you you know that certain states probably won't tax as much if that happens that it could cause some students to pretty much go towards those states where you know, the money might be a little bit more better than going to probably like other states where they can't really match that and get, you know, tax plus. It's kind of like NBA players where, you know, for a while a lot of players were going down to Florida to play because of the taxes compared to going to like other places. That's what their fear is. Yeah, you mean like right now where guys go to all the best guys go to certain schools to team up? Yeah, yeah, the same thing happening now, which I couldn't understand when he said it, but I was like, Okay, if you really want to get on that ball, I guess so. But players are already going to Alabama. They're already going to, you know, all the top schools in Ohio State and going here and going there. So, yeah, it's not going to change much. Yeah, that is that is called coded language. And in that coded language, what's really being said is, uh, shout out to Bomani Jones, who always plays that clip, uh, this is some something like prostitution when it comes to athletics and college football and basketball. So in their mind, if you give the product money, they're subject to go crazy. You're subject to lose somewhat control of them uh, because the, ho- the whole thing was you're always holding this over their head, the potential to go make money as a pro. So while they're at your school, uh, you just basically use them as a device to pull money from for your institution. But if you give them money, then maybe you lose some of that control. Maybe that kid doesn't want to do five o'clock in the morning practices. Maybe he doesn't want to go to those study halls or go to the glad handing little meetings with alumni or the fundraiser you want to use him for, you know, things like that. So, so this is where a lot of this hysteria goes. Like, cause if we just honestly think about it, if you go to work on Friday, you expect to get paid. Like these kids are working a job essentially and everybody else is getting paid except them, which is the craziest hustle ever. Uh, if you look up the guy, Walter Byers, who came up with the idea of student-athletes and everything else to create the system, I mean, he called it what it was. And it's basically like, you know, sharecropping. So <laughs> you've got the players and you're making all this money off them, but you don't want them to enjoy any of it. So it, it, it's a weird thing, and we've normalized it for so long, like it doesn't even seem weird to us. Meanwhile, every state you go to, the highest-paid state employee, head football coach or head basketball coach or the, you know, the board of regents, everybody's making 150 grand, the bowl games and the NCAA events, everybody's making money off it. The local, you know, car dealerships and all this, you know, they're giving cars to coaches. Hell, this even goes down to a local bar. Man, if you want to see a fight, tell somebody on the wait staff, they're not working on college football Saturday and somebody else is getting that shift. Man, people will be ready you're ready to choke each other to death <laughs> because it means money for them. You know what I'm saying? So yes. everybody's making money except the people who are actually responsible for the money to be there. So it's, it's you know what I mean? It's, it's damn near bordering on, like, human rights violations. The fact that you've got kids doing all of this, everybody's making money, and they can't have an outside job on top of it. So it's yeah. like it, the, the system is, is, you know, ripe for what? People to pay under the table and to have, you know, agents and all of the other dirty stuff that they that they say that they fear, but it's like you're encouraging it by not having a system put in place where people are getting paid and, you know, they don't want to lose that position. So it's – I know I've said a lot, but this is, you know, this is a tough topic that really bothers me, man. Yeah, and uh-huh. it's a hot topic everywhere. We do appreciate the call, and thanks for listening tonight. 
Indeed, man. You have a good one. Hang yeah, thank you. You too. Take care. Sure. Yeah, so it, it is a hot topic along everybody. You see, you see, you start that topic. It's sounding like we need to start We need to start a sports show real soon is what it's sounding it, like. You know what the, the amazing thing is, is that I do, and hopefully soon we will bring back up the sports show, and I'm just looking for a night and a vehicle to pretty much do this because sports in America – whether it's amateur sports or whether it is professional sports, the great thing about this is that everyone has an opinion, and a strong opinion, about the athletes that they watch or that they pay good money to see. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it amazes me every time. And I listen to a lot of sports talk radio uh, nationally as well as uh, here locally uh, in Chicago. Uh, and if there's one thing, and this is so, I don't know if it's sad, but if it's one thing that people are so invested in or are so emotional about, it's sports. If, if you, whether it's in it's your team, really but, it's, a, but it's a wonderful thing. It's a thing. safe topic, too, if you think about it. It's, 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 the one, it's, it's one topic that, although there are some things that could be controversial, there's so many mm-hmm. less controversial things about sports than there are in other topics. We'll do it that way. But I know if there is one hot topic, it is this. It is NCAA athletes making money because you could be that former athlete that's on that side of, you know, hey, I think we should, or you could be that person that's like, no, I mean, you're, you know, getting this, 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 and this in order to get, you know, free publicity so that you can further your career. And no matter Mm -hmm. who you talk to, I mean, every viewpoint on it is valid. And mm-hmm. until someone oh, can yeah. come along with, like, the best way of doing this without tipping the scales on amateur, and my worry, too, is that you and I both know that when something like this starts to spread, uh, a lot of people want to get their hand in it because it's money. Mm-hmm. And, and then it gets, when it gets you get really your hand in that, it becomes messy. And then it's not going to be long before you have that one college program that went too far. And they were already mm-hmm. doing bad stuff under the table. Now it's out in the light. And now, you know, that quarterback that you, quote, gave that extra $200 to, you know, because he appeared in a local commercial, now it's, you know, NCAA is going to come calling and say, hey, we think it's wrong. The fans are going to think it's right, and it's going to cause a huge issue among other teams because they're going to be like, hey, we can't pay our athlete $200 to do that commercial. We can only give them this according to your standards. And it's like, where does that standard lie? Mm -hmm. That's where the issue is going to be. But I'm not going to leave you hanging on your last uh, answer here. What was the second thing that you were going to be waiting in line for? Oh, it's it's the like I said, there were two very specific things. It was Hamilton, and then the rest was concert tickets, like as a group. So, gotcha. gotcha. Now, I me, already answered it. I, well, first of all, I'm in agreement. White Castle, I could probably go anywhere. I'm, I'm not going to go as far as uh, <laughs> our last caller, even though <laughs> yes, White Castle does have. Because I don't know, I'm looking for sponsors here, so I don't know whoever sponsors behind White Castle. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it could have some adverse effects, <laughs> but I am not anything bad. That's the public opinion. I agree with the public to write that opinion. I'm not going to say anything bad about a potential sponsor. <laughs> um, so one of the other things that I was probably going to talk about here tonight is something that every year – I think I get a lot of people with different opinions on this, almost as controversial as NCAA athletes. So Mm -hmm. today uh, I got a wonderful, wonderful snap uh, from my little sister who uh, had shown me that they were playing Christmas music uh, (laughs) where she was at, above on the loudspeaker. And, you know, I mentioned November 1st today for a reason. In years past, you and I pretty much are used to Christmas music starting when? 
Thanksgiving, day after Thanksgiving. Day after Thanksgiving. Yep. Nowadays, things seem to be picking up a little bit quicker and a little bit sooner because I think as late as mid to late September, stores were already switching over to, like, Christmas stuff. And today, um, Kohl's had announced their Black Friday sales. And then not too long after that, Amazon kicked off their holiday deals with specials all the way through November 21st. I guess my question here tonight is how soon is too soon? I don't want to seem like the Grinch. We just got past Halloween. It's November 1st. I like Christmas music as much as the next person. I just think that November 1st is a little bit too soon. What do you think? Uh, Well, we didn't even get past Halloween when this started. I mean, I I was in stores looking for Halloween decorations. Granted, it was a little late. You know, it was after my birthday on the 15th of October. (laughs) And I'm looking at where are the Halloween decorations? Oh, we moved them to clearance. We needed to make room for the Christmas decorations. What? Mm. Like, Oh, my gosh. Um, So too soon, yes. Uh, There's that meme that's out there that has the three different, like, they have the, um, they've got Santa Claus, the turkey, and a jack-o'-lantern, and they're all racing down the the track, and it's like, stay in your lane. I really think it should. I really do. Um, Halloween is October. November is Thanksgiving. The day after Thanksgiving, by all means, Family Day, Black Friday, whatever you want to call it, that day, go balls out. Do it. <laughs> Fake snow and elves in my face, ringing the bell, midnight, the day after Thanksgiving. Yes, absolutely. But I, I, I don't, I like I said, I don't want to sound like a Grinch here because it, I, I get it. People get excited about the Christmas holidays because absolutely. it's, you know, it's time of like remembering all the good things when you were small and you were growing up and then ah. there's the you know the whole thing of giving which i'm all for it i wish every day was like christmas sans the music sans the commercialism of it but i just kind of ding 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 that's the point it's it's not necessarily the holiday itself the holiday itself oh my god if we, i i i'd celebrate christmas spirit the christmas that feeling Every day of the, of the year, absolutely. I am not a Grinch. I do like, I do enjoy Christmas. However, I hate the commercialism of it, and now the commercialism of it has bled into Halloween. At this time, five years from now, I'm going to be celebrating Fourth of July, and they're going to be making room for Christmas decorations. It's not going to be right. It just that, that's how it feels. It's like stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Don't don't force me to the end of the year yet. I've still got a couple of months. Let me get there. Gotcha. It's well the commercialism said. of it. It has nothing to do with the spirits. Gotcha. I agree. I mean, oh, Harley, and I'm not going to beat this topic like a dead horse, but, yeah, it. Uh, I'm all for it. I mean, maybe we will find some way to work in some Christmas music or Christmas things, Uh but, yeah, I'm not going to do that just yet. It's a little bit too soon. So we've got a few minutes here. Uh, if you want to call in still, 563-999-3779. Uh, you know, I, I think when we do shows like this where we actually get callers, I love it. I love it when you guys call. love it when you have something to say. Uh, one of these days, we may even extend it out to, like, two hours and just do, like, a – call in (laughs) um Mm -hmm. so i got a few minutes and you know normally when things kind of happen and there is like a little bit of extra time here uh we in the business have to do something that's called filler and i will tell you this week all we had was those few topics to talk about because the fourth topic didn't want to really discuss it and of course as you know our stand on politics right about now not really going to go there so one thing that I used to love a long time ago was uh, reading or going to different websites just to kind of like I'm, – I'm an info nut. Love like far out 
information on different things. Do you remember back in the day a website called The Smoking Gun? I don't know that I've ever been to that website. Okay. So pretty much The Smoking Gun used to have like a lot of different weird, wild stories on there, uh, things that funny, some things that made you scratch your head. But one of the other things that I used to love to read was the – so for your favorite celebrities, when they go out, they have something that is given to the arena or wherever they're going to be ahead of time called a rider. So mm-hmm. riders are usually a list of demands or things that the act wants. <laughs> I'm always amazed, but, you know, like some rappers might want like a, a bunch of condoms or some Hennessy or – uh, like J-Lo, she had to have roses, and it was white roses, and it had to be a room-temperature-chilled room. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I always ask for my brown M&Ms. Yeah. So tonight, uh, I did not tell Mary about this earlier, so I was going to ask her to probably name for me probably a favorite act or someone. I'm going to look up and see if they actually have a rider, and then I'm going to read off what their rider actually states. So, concert time, you're going to a concert. Is there anyone in particular that you want to see? Um, somebody that I'd love to see live again would be Janet Jackson. So, let's let's start with her. Wait, who is it? Janet Jackson. Oh, Janet Jackson. Okay. Janet Jackson. All right. So, I'm going to look up Janet. We'll find out and see if she actually has a writer that's in here because I'm actually kind of – because I actually did see, and you've seen her, and we've seen Janet in uh, concert here. Let's see. Did they have something for Janet? Actually, they do. Um, They've actually got two. Uh, The latest writer that they had was for 2011, but I'm just going to pull up one of the old writers that she had here. (laughs) So, for Janet Jackson, uh, one of the things is when she went out – on the road. This is all live, folks. So <laughs> her folks had where they needed a section one of her rider. Uh, in all cases, they needed one interpreter to four workers required, a piano tuner, a doctor, a nurse, and a masseuse, <laughs> one qualified electrician, a pyrotechnician, um, it as for the catering staff, males are preferred. The number of people required is to be announced. Um, I, I get it. She wanted the guys around. I, I get it. <laughs> I'm I'm not mad. She was a big act, so I mean she still is. But I mean I don't blame her. <laughs> Uh, of course, like the normal sense, things though. of stuff that's not allowed in the arena. Um, but I'm kind of also interested, too, like, let's see, no fireworks, no banner poles. I get that. So the tour will be carrying its own washer and dryer. They will be installed during the load-in and removed during the load-out. We will need a water connection for the washer along with the electrical for the dryer. dryer. It says, you've done it before. I guess they probably had some issues with people actually connecting the stuff up. Um, they will need the promoter to provide a dry cleaner to be prepared for approximately 33 or 30 pieces of wardrobe. They'll be available the morning of the show day and required the same afternoon each and every show day. All rooms must be clean and odor-free and have active heating and air conditioning. A production office, which called for banquet tables and chairs, a management office, and... For the dressing room for Janet, they want a lockable team-sized room with all facilities and running hot and cold water, eight comfortably, including sofa, love seat, easy chairs, <laughs> it says, and comfy, please. The room must be carpeted throughout, clean, uh, it must have a banquet table, a telephone line with an RJ11 connector. Uh, if there's any charges for this stuff, the venue has to pick it up. The dressing room for the male dancers and female dancers pretty much just had a banquet table with linens, chairs, and electrical outlets. For female singers, they had a separate room. Like a bunch of stuff. This is a, oh, and a police escort. 
a source of fuel for the trucks and the buses that travel with the tour. So you've got to provide fuel as well. Uh, as for catering, um, they have to provide meal tickets. <laughs> and uh, wow. they're in favor of recycling, recycling so you had to recycle. All day you had to have coffee service, hot water for tea, and hot chocolate, a selection of soft drinks. It says we drink a lot of diet, spring water, iced tea, Gatorade. Uh, no particular food here, but the band and the crew gets covered. Clean, crushed, and cubed ice, and a bunch of other things that you wouldn't see to believe. But if you want to read all of that, definitely go to the uh, Smoking Gun. You will find all of that stuff there. There's, like The list goes on and on. It's like a, every performer. I love the writers because how they're interested to see like, how these certain people were. But, um, yeah, that's all Janet wanted. I think J-Lo was probably Oh, that's it. Didn't say what type of food, so I'm guessing that they will work on that as they go along. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, there we go. But with a few minutes remaining, I was going to ask you, did you have any shout-outs this week or anything you wanted to add? Uh, No. Sh- well, I guess there was. Be, uh, we're going to be watching a band competition tomorrow. So, anybody in the Las Vegas area, swing out to Sam Boyd Stadium, catch some high school and, and college bands and just see, you know, have a good time. Marching band uh, with Color Guard, hopefully. Uh, support your locals. And other than that, no. I, oh, ALS walk on Sunday. So if you can oh. donate to ALS, go ahead. Um, I'm not raising money for that one. I'm just going to be walking, just participating. So, um, But other than that, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I'm glad you mentioned those things because this is the time of year where, uh, of course, and I know a lot of people probably they've heard enough by the time we get to this end of year, but always remember that this is the time of year to especially you want to do it all year around, but to remember those who are less fortunate. Uh, I do know that a lot of businesses and jobs usually this time of year does coat drives or they will do uh, food drives. It doesn't cost much to help out. And, Sometimes all you need to do is be supportive. Yeah. You know, if you can go and waste $5 on a lottery ticket for one day, you can, or if you spend $6 at Starbucks every day like I know some people do, think about probably not doing it one day and probably doing your own coffee and taking that 6 bucks and spending it and probably helping somebody less fortunate. So hopefully it makes the world a little bit of a better place. Not telling you to give a million dollars because we all don't have a million. Not telling you to do even ten. But sometimes it's just a little bit or a smile or words of encouragement. And hopefully uh, that begins the process of some sort of civility <laughs> again. Mm-hmm. But with that, need I need more think, love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please. We need it. You know, they say that song, what the world needs now is love. I mean, if it is any time that it needs it, it's now. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, but I do want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank our callers for calling tonight. Uh, of course, I always thank my wonderful co-host, Mary. Follow her on Twitter at? Blue Eyes Mama. <laughs> you will uh, get it. Yeah, follow her over there. Uh, and, of course, follow us at News Comment BTR. But uh, thanks so much for listening. Of course, we will see you again next Friday night, I mm-hmm. think. We'll be here. I think. Next Friday night, God willing. But thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you then. Good night, everybody. Bye. <laughs> you go. Where should I go? What should I do? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.